Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It is Bradshaw Wish. And it's Gianna Marie Gambino. And if you're new here, I just want to say welcome without the back because we're happy to have you here. Yeah, we are. And we need you to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> oh, he's getting right to it. <laughs> yeah, I, this is not a joke. And this this podcast is not a joke. This is very serious. Rate, review, subscribe. If your first name is Rachel, then you should stop the podcast right now. Rate, review, and subscribe. And then come back. I want to thank everyone who has reviewed because you actually helped bump us up. I got so excited the other week. I actually texted Bradshaw right away. I was like, you'll never believe it. We are doing better than we were. <laughs> yeah, we had some some basic, improvement. Some Karen that left us a three story, three story, three star review. How dare you? And if you're out there and you're listening to this, watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> They're long gone. Um, yeah. yeah, reviews are weird, but we we it just helps the- us be honestly. The the reviews just help more people find the podcast. That's the number one thing. 100%. One more thing. I don't want to get like too, uh, we talked about this last week, but again, we have a couple spots left in Nicaragua. We are leading our 200 hour yoga teacher training. That's a hybrid. And we're doing a little over a week from March 2nd uh, to the 10th. And we would love for you to join. So if you have any questions about that, reach out, reach out to us um, through our email or our Instagram or our website. Or okay, they my get phone point. number. My phone You're... number is four zero. <laughs> Honestly, so. I'm impressed though. You really are killing it with these uh little little reminders and memos. Thank you, everyone. Now let's talk a little bit more about me. Yes. I had a day today what? where I looked in the mirror, uh-huh. and yes, I got Botox like last week, but I've also been taking really good care of my skin, mm-hmm. and my pores look really good. But can you still they see look your really, pores? really good? Teeny, 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 teeny little pores, but they're clean. There's nothing in them. All everything <laughs> has been pulled out. I, I for anyone wants to know, I've been using a really good cleanser. Okay, don't promote it because we're not sponsored. This is okay, a reminder. A really no cleanser. one sponsors this us, and it's reminder. rude. It's a rude thing that we're not sponsored. Yeah, yet. it's actually extremely rude. Um, so yeah, I'm doing really good. I'm excited about our topic today. Because uh, today, our topic is uh, things that were not in the job description. And we as yoga teachers, uh, I know that Gianna and I definitely have had some crazy shit that has happened to us as teachers. Some of them, we didn't, they're not funny. They're not necessarily funny stories. They're more like just crazy stories. Yeah. It's like an absurdity to like, to it where you're like, wait, I literally didn't know this would be part of being a yoga teacher. And yeah, I'd like to just say I had one of these moments this week, and that's the inspiration for this topic. And, you know, this is just one of many incidences (laughs) that have happened to me as a yoga teacher. And Bradshaw likes to joke. He always says, this would only happen to you. (laughs) 
as if I have like the most, I don't know, I attract some of the most. um, I think you do, though. Bewildering experiences. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, I've had some crazy shit happen to me, but you you also you. And I I think it's just because you are genuinely just kinder than I. Kinder, he says. No, you are kinder. You are kinder. And so you have also have weird student stuff that's happened that doesn't happen to me. And I also think that I also want to say this. I think some of that has to also do with you being a woman. woman. Don't gender me. I well, the last time I checked, you are a she, her. The last time I checked, yeah, don't even, yeah, don't even try. She's believe me, if anyone's not non binary, it's this bitch over here. Um, so uh, I just always just wanted to say that. No, I kidding. think that, like, you've also, and I don't want to, okay, this can, I don't want to get, oh, God, I'm so bad, whatever. We're just going to talk today, but like, I also think that, like, for you, G, like men are more like, hey, like, hey, can I hang out with you? Or like, you know, yeah, th- there's definitely happens. more men like hitting on you after class or like sliding into your DMs than me. Maybe it's because they know that I'm above their league. No, they just and so they don't. They see you on scruff and they're like, yeah, then they're, yeah, they're like, literally, they probably have. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm an, I'm yeah. I'm, if anyone out there is wondering, I am a or and I like singing dancing and acting and teaching yoga so I hope you're well Um, okay can I say something though no because I think you know I've talked about especially in the first episode I've talked about how I didn't necessarily want to be a yoga teacher I didn't see my path going this way I was just doing the training to be be you know to deepen my practice and to be immersed in that and when I did decide to teach, I kind of just thought like, oh, you teach yoga and then you leave, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, oh, you're, and, and part of that would be, you have to continue practice, you practicing yoga, you have to continue your self study, you have to, you know, create your class plans and be inspired and like all the things that actually go into just like creating the class for that one hour that typically we're usually just paid for that one hour. Mm-hmm. And then you know, the more that we, or the more that I, because I don't want to speak for anyone but me, have like walked this path and like developed my own um, business because it is a business between the different places that you Absolutely. teach yeah. and then the other things you do, whether it's workshops, retreats, trainings, or anything else adjacent like this podcast or a blog or so on, like that all becomes part of your brand and it's all part of your work. And then it, you know, you're kind of like expanding You're, you know, I guess going through other layers of what that job description might entail. And of course it's not just, you know, that group, that group class anymore. So there are different things that will pop up. And I think you and I, we can both talk about some of the things that kind of surprised us or challenged us in ret- in the retreat setting. But there are also things that just surprised me during a, group a normal class. class. And so I just want to start there with like normal class or it's not normal. I don't even like the word yeah, normal, like but like, but like atypical, actually, I meant the opposite, atypical experiences that, that can and do happen and that we have experienced in class. And I think a good one, I remember you telling me about the time the ambulance you, had a, one. you had a call an ambulance. Can you tell yeah. that story? 
Yeah, this actually was recent. And I'm, you know, I've been teaching for a decade now, and this has only happened once, and it was scary. Um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to describe this to people. So we were doing a class. This is like the middle of the class. We weren't doing anything that was crazy. We weren't doing inversions or handstands or anything that was like quote unquote an advanced posture. Um what we were doing, we were doing warrior one to the back, to the to the front of the room, which I teach all the time, and then warrior two to the back of the room. I use that transition a lot, which is, you know, just do it on one side, pivot to the back of the mat. Now you're doing it on the other side. When the girl was pivoting to the back of her mat into the warrior two with the other knee bent, she fell on her mat and her knee dislocated. So she fell as she was transitioning into the warrior two, hit her kneecap, kneecap came out. There's This is a one of my pack, my most packed classes I've ever had. It's uh, the, uh, this gym that I work at. There were like 45 people in there and she just starts screaming. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, I need help. I need help. I need help. And so I ran over to her and she's like, I need like a doctor. I need, the, I need an ambulance. And I was like, now this is a four story gym. Um, and so I had to run because I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, I don't want to use my personal phone to call 911. I, I don't know. Like that, I was just like, I just, I was thinking of like, it's at a gym, they have insurance. Like what's the protocol? You know, like I wanted to make yeah. sure that like, that obviously she was taking care of, but I didn't know if it was right to use my phone. So, you know, I was just like in my head. Well, also, like, aren't you running your music from your phone? From my phone, yeah. And so you would need it. And then you also are responsible for the other like 50 people uh, well, in the room. Exactly, exactly. So I said, you know, keep an eye. Obviously, I didn't say this is, this is very quick. I was like, I'm, I'll be right back. And I ran downstairs probably like a minute. I called an ambulance and I came back upstairs. There was someone who was on a treadmill. They found a doctor. And so he went up to help her out. All, all she had to do was straighten her leg to get the kneecap back in. But she wasn't willing to do that, which I totally get. She was really, really scared. And so then um, the ambulance came. They came and now there's like also. So now we're for, this is 45 minutes into class. She's in the back of the room in agony. And I'm like, I cannot teach the rest of the class with this girl, with this girl back here. I just, it's like so awkward. So I literally was like, okay, we're doing, we're going to do pigeon on each side. So I had them do pigeon on each side. And I was like, we're ending class early. I'm really sorry. They had, they had gotten in the majority of the class already. Again, it was about 40 yeah. minutes into this hour class. They were all extremely understanding. I just tried to stay as calm as possible. I was like, obviously this is a very uh, unfortunate situation. Thank you all for understanding come back next week. Everyone is very, very understanding. And then um, what actually happened with the to, person who was injured? So then, so then I, everyone left, the ambulance came, the people came, and then they finally took her out. Uh, and, and then an did she wind up emailing you after class she, sometime that day? Well, because I, I, I had her before she left, I was like, is there anything, anyone I can call on your phone or text from your phone or from my phone to say, you know, come see blah, blah, blah at this hospital. And she's like, yeah, can you text my brother? And so I texted her brother and was mm -hmm. just like, hey, your sister's fine. She fell in yoga her knees dislocated. She's at this hospital. Um, and he ended up going to see her. And then she got my number and was like, hey, she was so sweet. She's like, I love your class. She's like, that was literally one of the best yoga class I've ever taken. I'm so sorry I disrupted the class. My knee's back in. I'll be back soon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so she was really, really sweet and understanding. I mean, I was honestly really nervous, but because I'm like, what if 
and again, the most important thing is that she's okay. But I'm like, well, what if I'm get, what if I'm liable? Yeah, that's a big concern. And I know that's why. But the I talked to my gym manager and they, the gym, the gym has an insurance for all of its mm-hmm. employees. You know what I mean? So like the gym would be responsible. I wouldn't be responsible, but still I was really scared. And I was, but I you was also have your own personal own insurance. insurance. Yeah. And I think this is a good thing to bring up. Like, Cases like this are so, so, so rare, but like things can and do yeah. happen. And I know that so many studios and gyms often have their own insurances, but if you're hired as an independent contractor, which usually at a studio you are versus a gym, maybe you're hired as a yeah, employee, get the, get the insurance. please get your own insurance. Like go find It's not expensive one. too. How much is an ERG? Well, I pay for two years at once. I believe it's 170. Both Bratch and I use B Yogi. We're not sponsored, but I've mm-hmm. had a, I've had other companies in the past. I just like the ease of that. I like doing two years at a time. I like the mm-hmm. deal they give you. Um, so yeah, B Yogi, if you do listen to this, sponsor us, give us insurance for free, maybe. Um, no, but <laughs> but we've I've never had to use it. You've never had to use it, but it's like insurance um is it it, it sounds silly to it's define it like, by what it is it gives you that insurance that god forbid something mm-hmm. just happened you are also protected in some way shape or form and i know a lot of yoga teachers not specifically in chicago but some of the yoga teachers that i came across out west were like oh you have your own personal insurance i'm like yes of course like i just want mm-hmm. to know like i can't just trust that the studio isn't going to be like, it's, hey. it's worth the hundred bucks to just save your ass. Yeah. If something happens, it's just worth it. Yeah. And, and things like that again are so it's not the norm. And because we don't deal with that, that kind of thing often, it can really shake you up and, and like challenge you mm-hmm. and, and you know, how you handle it under pressure is, is everything. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you don't know, like the order of operations of like, oh my God, what's the thing that I should do first? And I, I don't know. I think it's just good to like talk about it and put it all out there. And I think it's a hard position to be in when you obviously have someone who needs uh, immediate attention and care, but also there's like 50 other eyes on you. Like, Hey, uh, what's going on and what do we do? And all of that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the biggest lesson for me was like, one, know, like, know the protocol, you know what I mean? Like know who to call if something does happen, know where to go to, um, make sure you have insurance and then do your best. Like nothing, nothing, nothing. It's not (laughs) helpful if you freak out too. Like you Mm -hmm. have to do your best. I know it's challenging to like, stay calm and breathe. Cause like you are leading the space and you are the leader in that space. So if someone had an accident like that and then you're like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And then everyone else in the class is like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Like that doesn't work. Yeah. So you have to do your best to keep your feet on the ground and breathe. It's a great time to practice your yoga. Yeah. And also like you're saying like you are the leader, like you are automatically positioned as the one responsible for everyone. So like kind of demonstrating that calm attitude is helpful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay um that was my that's one of my stories i had an incident like that in the gym but no ambulance was called and the person was fine but i had someone faint before 
And so when we were, when we were going from, uh, I think Uttanasana to upward salute, Urdhva Hastasana. So coming up from that fold, I think she just got dizzy. Many people often Mm. get dizzy from either, you know, coming up or sometimes even going down, depending, uh, into a fold. So she was coming up from the fold and I saw her reach up for Urdhva Hastasana and she just like kept reaching up, 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 and then just fell right back, like fainted Mm -hmm. full, Mm -hmm. fully flat on her back, giant Mm -hmm. bang. I immediately, it's not funny. I'm just laughing because I'm just like, Oh shit. I mean, obviously it was a huge bang. There was only like 10 people in the class. So everyone like goes and looks over and she just like smacked down on her mat. She also used to practice with the very cushiony mats, which I was like, thank God, not that that made a big difference, but it was one of those big cushion mats. And she always wore sneakers and she came to my class often. So she would wear sneakers while practicing. Again, this is gym yoga. So just everyone's doing their own thing. Kind of. She comes, she comes in with a twin bed. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, um, after she fell, I ran over to her, like, uh, I was like going to like, obviously check on her and. I didn't, you know how they say like when someone, if they say like unconscious, not to like move them right away or something, but she actually hopped up right away. So she like fell backwards, hopped up right away. I don't know if she was just embarrassed or something, but she pretended everything was fine. And she did the rest of the class and took it slow. And she, and she was, was fine. fine. And, did and she say, was, did, did she say, Hey, I fainted. She said, I got dizzy. She's like, Oh my God, I got dizzy. And I was like, yeah, you did. You fell. <laughs> No, I, I didn't say that, but um, I know. I wonder in that situation if you're like, I, I don't think you should be practicing right now. I think you need to sit down. That's kind of what I was. This was my first year of teaching because this is when I taught at LA <laughs> Lord, Fitness. I swear. Yeah, I, I didn't even you. know how to handle it, but it was maybe like within my first six months of teaching. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was going to say, hey, maybe take it easy and go to the back. But she was a insisting that she was fine. And I was just like, okay, let's take it slow. I think that, you know, especially as a newer teacher, it definitely changed the way I taught class. I wasn't going to go into like a vigorous vinyasa. And that's also not very good because you're still, if you're supposed to be teaching like a power class or whatever it is, you can't just change everything for one person, but some, but sometimes yeah. you, you, you do. And I did in that instance. Well, yeah, yeah, because then, because I would be more, I I would be less concerned. I would be more concerned about that person, like being okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, I don't need this person to pass out again. So just like, we're going to just maybe a little chill. (laughs) No, you know, and also like people don't know. People don't know you're like curating or something. Yeah. Or like tailoring the class. (laughs) Okay. So another type of like group class experience that could kind of throw you off and jar you is what I think happened to me this week in some way, shape or form. This is very, the story I'm going to tell is very um, specific, but in some way, shape or form, there might be that person who just like talks to you and, and disrupts you and disturbs you in some way. Sometimes it's from a member in the class. What happened to me this week was from a totally outsider. So for context, um, I was teaching inside a studio, but there's garage doors that open up to the street. It was a yin class. It was nighttime. The weather was great. The It was door- dark. It was it dark. Was, it was dark. The doors were open. When I teach yin, like a bunch of us who teach yin, you often time the poses. So I have my stopwatch going and 
in this place, the phone has to be plugged into Bluetooth for the music and it's in a specific spot. So I had just set up the class and I think this was like maybe 20 minutes till the end of class. I had just sent, set them up in a supported back bend. So everyone's laying down on their blocks in a bridge pose. And I went over to the phone. I, I'd set them up. Everyone's getting cozy. I went over to my phone. I stopped my timer from the previous pose and I started a new lap because I, I set it in laps. It helps me time out the class. So I start the new timer and the timer was just going maybe a couple of seconds. I'm literally just staring at my phone for a few seconds, looking at the clock. And in my own head, I started being like, okay, so they're going to be here for five minutes. That means I have 15 minutes left of class. And I was thinking about, do I want to end with a twist and then Shavasana, or do I want to do one last pose? Cause you know how you twist, you have to do it on two sides. So I was like doing the math. I could, I was like, oh, I could do a three minute twist on both sides, or I could do just one long, whatever. Um, so I was thinking about that. And then all of a sudden I get a tap on the shoulder and it scares the Mm-mm. shit out of me because it's dark and everyone's supposed to be laying down in bridge. And I turn around and it's a man that is not Mm-mm. in my class. It's no. just some random stranger taps me on the shoulder. So I jump and I try not to like look spooked. I don't know if anyone saw him walk in from the street. Is and that is that before or after you kissed him on the lips? Don't even make jokes like that. Um. So... <laughs> I like jump a little bit and I, and he goes, is this the yoga class? And he's like screaming. So now of course people look up and I'm just trying to be courteous. I don't know if this person is drunk or violent or anything. And so, and they're holding, I should say they're holding two drinks in their hands. I have no clue. So they have two cups in their hands. Like what kind of drinks? I don't know. It was clear liquids. I hope it was water. Maybe it was vodka. Who the hell knows? And so he has two cups in his hand. And I was like, yes, this is the yoga studio, but this is not the entrance. We're in the middle of class. Let me escort you out. So I start walking him towards the garage doors to leave. And my plan was to shut the garage doors and be like, okay, that's it. Um, But also like I'm whispering this because I was mm. like, we're in like the, the piano tracks mm-hmm. are playing everyone's resting mm. in a bridge pose like i'm trying to do this very quietly hoping that just the few people by the door noticed and no one else luckily for me most people were on the other side of the room this is a very long skinny room so he had only passed by like four people and there was mm. 10 others on the other side um so i'm escorting him out he trips and he spills a drink mm on a girl in her bridge pose does he say anything yes he's like oh my god i'm so sorry and i'm like okay i'm sorry you have to leave i then like i was already shaken up from being spooked and seeing like i'm just saying (sighs) i'm gonna call it an intruder like Mm -hmm. seeing an intruder and being spooked and then he spilled a drink on someone so Mm -hmm. i was so Mm -mm. like upset because i'm like i Mm -mm. feel responsible for this so I, and I didn't know the order you of operations should, yeah. of, I was like, okay, I want to shut the garage doors, but also the other 10 people in the other room probably didn't see this. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to disturb with the noise. And also this girl's wet and like, what the fuck? So I like, I didn't shut the garage doors right away. And in my mind, in my Virgo brain, where I play things 
out. I'm like, I should have just shut him right away. <laughs> but anyway, I like ran over to the girl. I'm like, I am so sorry. Let me get you a new mat and a towel. So I ran. Oh, I tried to run into the lobby as fast as I can. And the cleaning crew or whatever it was blocked me in. They put the trash can right yeah, outside that's happened to the me door. Before. That's happened and, to me before. And I know that the little, or it's not the trash, it's the trash and like the sanitizing wipes. I honestly think that should not be allowed. Like, it, I know that there's an exit, God forbid, fob, f- fire or whatever. You could run to the street. But I was like panicking you, trying to they, open they, that do door. Do intentionally did that? Put the thing there? Yeah. Are they just, yeah, what? No, I'm just saying if they're going to change it, change it quick. Don't leave it there. She, yeah, like, of course. She like course. left it there. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't there. And I'm yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah, get yeah. out. And then she's like slowly moseying over and the door has a window. So I'm mm-hmm. like gesturing, like, hurry up, like get mm-hmm. this out of my way. And and she's like, do like, honestly, like it was so frustrating that I probably had a little bit of an attitude because I was panicked. And it was like, you can't block this door ever. I like ran by, grabbed towels, grabbed Did you the say mat. that to her? Yeah. I was like, what you cannot block. She's like, I'm just changing the trash. I'm like, well, you left it here and I'm panicking. I was yeah. like, I need to get out of this room. Like, I I, ha- I don't know. I talked to her after class because I'm like, I'm sorry. But that was just like the whole situation was disturbing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then so I grabbed a new mat. I grabbed towels. I set up this person in a new spot and I shut the garage doors right away. And mm-hmm. like I did all of those things. And as I was shutting the garage doors and now they're in this pose more than five minutes because all of this was like very hectic. And I usually mm-hmm. try to hold things for five minutes. I know Indian, you could go a little bit longer. I don't even know what my timer said by the time I got back to it. But I uh, shut the garage doors and because they're so loud, I apologize for the disturbance and for mm. those and for the noise of the garage doors. And I said, we're just going to start to wind down now. Mm-hmm. I put them in, you know, the next poses and I ended class. I ended a little bit late because of all of this. And uh, I ended class with another apology. Um, and maybe I like sometimes apologize too much, but I like really carry the burden and responsibility for like everyone's experience and mm. safety. And then I was like, what could I have done differently? To be honest, when I came into the studio, the doors were just open and I and I know people love it. So I just didn't even, and I never teach when it's that dark. This, I was just covering. That's a thing to know. So I, I kind of usually go with what I think is how it normally is when I'm covering. I'm like, oh, if this teacher usually has the doors open and the doors were open, I keep them open. But mm-hmm. Um, I think if I'm ever teaching at night, I'm never going to have the doors open like that again. Cause I think that's one, there's already too many things. It's very, to... I mean, it's a very, very hard as a teacher. I, you know, it's not your fault people. It's just, <sighs> if there was a barricade or something in front of that garage door, it would be better because yeah. people do it, it's it, like, if I came into that space and I'm like, why aren't the doors open? when it's beautiful when it's warm out everyone like, is like, like that everyone, everyone wants, wants that. the doors open of and that's course, usually of course, the it's feedback like the best part of, yeah, yeah that we get is that most people want the garage doors open they want mm-hmm. the summer experience so really, of chicago so. you you know being turned around for that you can't you just can't take um it was on responsibility for that like not, of course you want to be aware and be like apologize but like wh- there was nothing you could do Nothing. It was not even a minute that I was 
like back to the door. But that's the thing, because where the phone is, my back was to the door. Mm-hmm. So I was now I'm like, oh God, if like now my I've always got to have my eyes on the door or we need a barricade or whatever. But I will say like, you know, I, um, the studio, I, I did notify the studio just in case there was any like negative feedback. Cause I know this was not the normal situation mm-hmm. and we did send an email just like, you know, apologizing and whatever. And the girl who had the dr- drinks spilled on her, we offered to get her a new pair of leggings and, um, you know, just to really make sure that everyone is still feeling comfortable and welcomed and safe and all of that. And it's like, these experiences are not the norm. They do throw you for a loop, but, and it, it makes you have to think quick on your feet and Mm -hmm. it challenges you in that way of like, okay, what, what do I do first? How do I interact? And I'm just really grateful that it wasn't worse. Like nowadays, Mm -hmm. like the world is so crazy. Oh, I got one for you without going too dark, like you don't know, you don't know how, like it could have mm. been a more violent intruder and that, you know, and I don't even want to think about how I would handle that situation. And I feel terrible for anyone who's had to be in that situation. And mm. so, um, all of this are things that you never think of when you're like, I want to be a yoga teacher. I would also like to add that, like from the story you just told and from the students that I had and the experience I had, 95, 99% of students are so understanding, mm-hmm. you know, like they are like, oh my God, that was a crazy situation. I'm so sorry. You have to deal with that. Like 99% of people are really, really understanding. So I, I'm, I, I'm, of course, my number one focus is always the safety of the students. So it's just like, you know, if that, uh, that's my number one thing. And I think that, that again, most people taking yoga class know that whatever we do in that situation is our, the best thing that we can do in that moment, thinking on our fate, thinking about something that we didn't yeah, know was going to happen. And sometimes even in fight or flight, cause you're like, Oh yeah, my yeah. God, like what, it, like the way we all respond to stress is differently. And for me, it's like, I kind of like my fight or flight has me very calm. I think maybe that's also like a, like a trauma response sort of thing, but like under I've never experienced, I've never had any trauma. That's what's so weird. Well, I've been recently reading that oftentimes people in high stress situations or like, like you said, like a a situation where maybe someone like is choking or Mm. like has a heart attack or whatever it is, the people who can like respond quickly and calmly are usually people who have like learned that or have been conditioned that way through some form of trauma. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting, but I can see that for myself. Interesting. But I do think it is a good quality because of the things you said. It's sad that if it stems from that, of course, but because of what you said as like the leader of the room in some mm-hmm. way, it is good to have that like cool, calm and collected experience, you know? Absolutely. What was the story you were going to say? I Never taught mind. at a studio that in the lobby, the, the lobby, you look into the studio and you can look, it was a storefront. And so it was glass windows that you could see into the lobby of the studio. And then behind doors, there was the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that make sense? So you yes. walk in the lobby. I teach in one like that past, as well. And then it's, Different. yeah. And yeah. then it's the studio. And I was teaching, it was a late class at night. And someone tried to break in through the glass windows and throw a massive rock oh my at God. the windows. And there was this huge, huge, massive bang. Okay. Um, and then I had like, students that wanted to go check and I was like okay well I have to check 
and luckily it was fine, but that was really scary too, because they mm-hmm. could have, um, and I was like, oh, someone literally tried to, to break in to, to steal stuff. And it was like eight 30 at night. And I was like me and four other students. That's wild. And like, why would anyone want to steal from a yoga studio? There, it's not a That's cash the thing, business. And, and it's literally, not a cash anyone out there, you're gonna like, get like a, you you're gonna get the most two hundred dollars. So like, what? or like a jade yoga mat, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they're sponsored uh, by Lululemon, maybe you'll get some surge shorts. Um, but yeah, you're not. You're just not. It's a very, it's a very strange thing to a very strange yeah. business to break into. But that was really scary too. That yeah. also happened to me. One hundred percent. Um, and then like, so this is just examples of like the group fitness situation um during covid i was teaching a lot of park classes and there was always some you know because in a park you're out in the in public so you can't um you can't anticipate any sort of interaction with the general public and i would always have like dogs run over people or like just people who seemed like they wanted to know what's going on and like kind of, yeah. they wanted, to, I'm using the word intrude, not as like uh, a bad, I, yeah, just bad like, here, but they, they like wanted to like talk to me while teaching. There's always like little oh, things like that. Yeah. And another thing that I feel like has happened at that's um, at spaces where like there are windows open or garage doors open or being outside is I, I've seen some men, I think that are being creepy Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like checking out people in the class. Mm-hmm. And so what I do, and that's happened a couple times. And so yeah. whenever I feel that way, I just go up and stand right in front of them and keep teaching. Like I'll turn you, you, my back you, to them. You stand in front of the person being creepy or you stand yes. in front of the person. I stand that in is front being, of the, okay. no, because then they can't see anything. Hopefully yeah. unless they're taller than me, which is a major possibility. But, um, <laughs> well, you know, I, I try to just idea. like stand. So like it makes them kind of uncomfortable. Like, oh, I'm just not going to look anymore. You yeah. know, so I try to block their view or mm-hmm. I will block the student that I feel like they're looking at. Yeah. Or, yeah. and if it keeps going on, this hasn't happened. They've usually left. I'm like, you, I'm like, there's nothing to see here. That's what that it's different because I've also had people like, oh, they're just like watching the yoga class. Like, they're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. There's like a different vibe there, like it energetically feels different than someone being a fucking creep. Oh, my goodness. You just reminded me of an experience I would have totally forgot about. But um, the guy with I, your feet. No, <laughs> I think about that often. Just so you know, you all have to go back and listen to whatever episode <laughs> that was the funny story. No, but there was this one class I taught it. I taught it was like a 7am class it was a beginner's yoga class. And I always got a consistent three to five students. And I like knew them all by name. They were my regulars. I it was a very small group. Mm-hmm. But this one day this like this older man came and he came like 10 minutes late and the policy at this gym is like not to turn anyone away and it's like gym yoga and so Mm -hmm. he just stands at the back of the room and I'm teaching so I'm in the middle of teaching and he's just standing there standing there and I go over to him it's like hey would you like to set up a mat Mm -hmm. and he's like no I'm just observing now mind you (laughs) yeah that's there's like four women in of front course. of him so their asses are to him in a down dog and I'm like, I'm like what are you observing yeah what the and fuck so do i went to look at you creep so i went over to him and was like i'm sorry we don't allow observers if you want to participate yeah here yeah. is a mat and i put a mat down and he sits on his mat and then just continues to stare and 
after like a minute of him not participating, I went over and I was like, I'm sorry, I have to ask you to leave. Mm -hmm. And so that was probably the only time in a group Did he class. leave? Yes, he left. Was he um, weird about it? No, but I, I didn't know at first. I'm like, he was an older and also like bigger bodied man. And I didn't mm -hmm. know if he felt uncomfortable physically participating. Well, that's just, then he should go to a different class because because when he said like I was trying to be empathetic, so, like maybe he wants mm -hmm. to see what it's about to see if he can do mm -hmm. it. Maybe he's trying to assess it like I would have guessed he was in his mid 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm saying like he was like a six, four and then like bigger man. And I was mm -hmm. like, maybe he just doesn't know if this. Is so I was like trying to be empathetic at first, but then it became to a point where I'm like, if you're not even going to try any of it and you're just positioned behind these four women, like I have a yeah. job to protect them. And maybe I could be reading into this a little bit but i'm mm -hmm. not comfortable with you like sitting behind these women and i asked him to leave mm -hmm. and then at the end of class i didn't know if i was going to get in trouble because we're supposed to be a very welcoming no environment. i mean you, i like, would but i, would I be did surprised if you got in trouble i did send an email to the manager of like the group fitness and told her like i did ask this person mm -hmm. to leave i didn't feel comfortable i don't know their intentions but just in case they complain to like the membership mm -hmm. department like I just want you to know I'm taking accountability. I was uh, looking out for the safety and just like comfort of these students. And then, you know, after class, two of the four women stayed and talked to me. And they're like, you handled that really well. I was uncomfortable. Thank you so much. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, good. I'm glad I did that. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I think there's a very, very different thing. <laughs> not turning people away and then people being inappropriate and making other people uncomfortable are very, very different things. Yeah, but sometimes you get that student who like really doesn't participate in the class. And I understand there are so many reasons why. And and I don't know if this has happened to you, but I've had students who like just sit on their mat kind of looking around and I could tell they're not being creepy at all, but they're just like lost but wanting to know more. Mm. And like, I feel like there's a difference between that. Like they arrive on time. They mm -hmm. ask, sometimes I've even spoken to them before or after like, Hey, I'm new. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what mm -hmm. to do. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like there's a difference between like looking around and trying to attempt things versus like just literally sitting there with your popcorn, you know? Yeah. For you sure. know, figuratively. Um, but yeah, so those, that's the last of my like group group fitness or group class memories i have a lot of retreat stories do you want to talk about um i think i think your story with mexico like conflict management is a really interesting one i don't know if you um in mexico didn't you do a retreat in mexico oh, where costa you rica. had to like oh costa rica sorry where yeah, you had to like had... manage conflict yeah there was this woman who was just i mean being in a verbally inappropriate and calling other students names. Um, this one student called this other student a bitch for like no reason. And it was, it was just acting very unhinged. Um, and so I went to her room and I was like, you cannot do that. That is completely inappropriate. I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to apologize to this student. And we need to figure out what's going on because this is supposed to be a a space where everyone, I, I'm, not, I'm like, you don't have to like it. I'm not saying you have to like someone. I'm just saying that you cannot treat people like that. 
Yeah. So um, you need to apologize to this person. And um, if you're having issues, you come to me, do not talk to the student. So mm-hmm. I kind of had to put myself in between them, which was very weird because you're like, these are adult people. Um, but people are weird. And you know, I it's, think- a, it's a, I, I, I've done about five or six retreats and this is a rarity that this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you've had weird experiences as well. So I think it's just like in these situations, you have to set a boundary and be the authoritative figure. Um, and again, the reason that I went into that room is because the other student came out to me and was very upset that the student said it to her. And I'm like, I can't just be like, sorry about it. You know, like I need to address the issue. Yeah, um, but I I think for me personally, for me in situations like that, I, I think I'm good at handling those situations because I handle them directly. Mm-hmm. And I think as a retreat leader, like part of your responsibility is like making sure everyone's having a good time. And like, you're like that you know, the steward of, of, of the experience mm-hmm. in a way that like, if someone comes to you with a complaint, like your job is to address it. Cause now you're in hospitality. You're not just a yoga teacher. Um, and yeah, my story, my, my retreat story is wild. It's a little, it's a little absurd. I don't think this will ever happen again, hopefully, but I had to ask someone to leave And, um, this was a retreat I did with Emma who was on the podcast and I wish she was here to, um, talk about this with, you're like, no, 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 this really did happen. Yeah, this really did happen. So Emma and I did a retreat together and we had a mixture of students, some, her students, some, my students, and Emma had a student who I think just anticipated a lot more like care in terms of like like mental health care like mm. yoga teachers are just yoga teachers like we are We're not n- we are not mental health providers yes and i and i think she had some health issues with like um gut stuff and whatever so so this that that's relevant to the story but um from the moment that this person came into the retreat house. Now I have not met her. This is not my student. This is one of Emma's students. I was the one to greet her at the door and I was like, welcome. We have refreshments. Let me take your bag. Like I, and this is just me. Like this is literally authentically me. And she looks at me with like a dirty look and she goes, why are you being so nice? And I, (laughs) and I immediately kind of just like, was shocked. And I was like, I just met you and I'm trying to help you and, and, and literally well, like literally welcome you to this experience. Like I'm Mm -hmm. happy you're here. Like I'm not being anything but authentic. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I don't know. It feels really fake. (laughs) And I, and I was like, I was like, why would it feel? Yeah, <laughs> I just losing it laughing. I've also I've also heard this story so many times, and it's still. So no, literally, I was just like, well, I just met I, you, know, you. I don't know why you would think it's fake, but that was just like red flag number one. I would have been like, "Fuck you, bitch! Here's your here's <laughs> here's your here's your you know what? However much you paid, get the fuck out of my head. like. I don't know. I I would no. I would have been like you know I would probably would have been like you're kidding right. I didn't know how to I know, read you're just the like, personality. You I was like shocked. And it was like, we literally just met. I don't know her personality. She doesn't know mine. And that's the thing with the retreats. It's like, 
for the mm-hmm. most part, when your students sign up, like, you know them in some form, mm-hmm. but like, you really get to know people deeper. And I think that's what happened with Emma. Like, she knew this student, but she did not really know this student. Cause like, I remember her telling me, like, she's a little different. She, she's really invested in her practice. Like, you know, she might be a little bit, I could see her being like needy in some ways, but like, it was beyond. So throughout the time together, there was like a couple of little incidences that were just concerning. Like I could tell that she was off, off. Like she she just wasn't integrating in the group experience. She was also in a dorm room with two other people. And they told us that she was commenting on their sleep habits in the morning. And I was like, Oh hell no, that's weird. So we had to go talk to her about that. But I think she had insomnia. So like, she'd be like awake and then just like no, watching no, no. the other no, no. people sleep. She would sleep. be awake watching them sleep. If I was on that t- retreat, I'd be like, girl. Well, okay. So after like, okay, the well, first. It's cool because there's, there's about to be a Netflix movie about this. And <laughs> um, I'm leaving. Okay. So then this one night, I think it was night two. Um, we did talk to her about the sleeping thing. Night two, she just like had this late night freak out. And we're in like the Colorado mountains. It's dark. There's hardly any service, phone service. And she had this freak out where she needed to leave. And she's like, she was like, like shuffling around the house, like trying to find everything to leave, like her coat and then her scarf and then this. And like, she's trying to put on her boots and she's like falling over, getting her, like, it was like disruptive and weird. But the only ones that were like downstairs observing this was me, Emma, our chef. And then I think just one retreat attendee. And we had like a group of 12. So I think there's like four, four witnesses to this. And so she's just like freaking out. And I'm like, Emma, like, I don't know like if it's safe for her to be like walking down this mountain in the dark alone. Mm. Like there's nothing for miles. Like what, like she doesn't have a car. I was like, where is she going? And and also at the same time, it's like, these are adult people. Like they're, they're Mm -hmm. able, Mm -hmm. if they want to go leave, they should be able to leave. You literally, you know, that's me, Gianna. I know. So any adults. I know. So anyway, she, we we try to figure out where she's going and, and she's like, well, I need to get some medicine. And we're like, okay, well, what do you need? I might have it. Like I literally bring a pharmacy with me just in case. And, and yeah. And so it was just like this big miscommunication of like, whatever it turns out, like she needed things that I had. So I was like, okay. I was like, hold on. Let's like calm down a little bit. Let's try to like slow, slow down. I know that you're anxious. I am able to help you like come into, I literally, like, I never invite people into my room. I'm like, come into my room. Let's look at everything I have. I have a first aid kit. I've got like, I literally legit have a pharmacy. She was so thankful. She took, she took what she needed. She went to her room and that was okay. But it was, oh, but during this process of like leaving, of trying to leave, she called someone a bitch. So it's kind of similar to what Mm. you said. And then like that person was like, I'm uncomfortable with this. Like she's already been like kind of giving me an attitude and whatever. So we knew in the morning after this, that we would have to go and talk to her about it. So we did. And Mm -hmm. she was not very receptive. And also I did the talking because I felt like maybe since she knew Emma so well, like she would like respect, like I'm going to go in there and be like, Hey, this is, you know, Mm -hmm. I just felt like maybe it would be better for me to do that. So that, because if it was Emma, maybe she would have had like pushback or like felt like she knew her and whatever, maybe she'd respect me a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but then she like, just didn't leave her room for a while. 
And Mm -mm. it was very Mm -mm. awkward. So we do the yoga, we do breakfast, and she just like wouldn't get out of the room after we talked to her. And then a different retreat attendee told me that they heard her like having this freak out from upstairs and they're concerned about her behavior because she had told them a story about how when she was off her medicine, she did something very violent and it's so fucked up. And yes. And so then at this point, I'm literally like, what the hell? I don't know how to manage this. So I call my sister who's a psychiatrist or not a psychologist, whatever you call it. She's a therapist of some form. And I was like, I think I have someone who might be off medicine. She told something that has like shows a history of violence a history of like improperly medicating. I was concerned for her safety. Now I'm concerned for other safety. Like, I don't really know what to do. And my sister's like, well, obviously you need to ask her to leave um, and give her a refund. And if you do think she might get violent and retaliate, it's good to like do a wellness check or something like that. Like call. So we literally had this day where people were getting massages so we had, and while people were getting massages, we did like quiet time, like journal time. And so while people are like journaling and going in and out of massages, we had a few massage therapists. Um, Emma and I are like covertly sneaking down into the basement, asking where that's where the room was. And the, it wasn't really a basement, but anyway, the lowest level asking her to leave within an hour, we found her, you know, transportation and we refunded her and all of that. Like we found, we, we, we handed her a plan to leave of like, here's the next bus time. Here's, you know, here's the number to change your flight. Here's the, you know, refund to do all of this. And so we gave that to her. We asked her to leave. And we also had um, the cops circling just in case we needed to have anything done. And then, of course, one of the massage therapists is like, why are there cops outside <laughs> Like while someone's getting a massage? I'm like, ruined it. But we were trying to do this so like just as covertly as possible so it didn't ruin anyone's experience and and for the most part it did she left and um she did file a police report against us which i don't know what uh, that was gonna do and yeah i don't know you know she got her money back and and whatever we had contracts and all that but now under my new contracts i'm like i put it in there like if we need to ask you to leave for and then a bunch of different reasons then, you, you know, we we get that right, you know? We get that right and we should get that money. You sh- We should get the money, I'm but sorry, just but because like, I, I didn't want to... In that wanna, situation, no, 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 that, that yeah. I yeah. didn't want to deal with being sued Mm-mm. or have any form of retaliation, whether it was financial or physical. Um, but yeah, it was a crazy experience. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's the abridged version. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah <laughs> it's just like take take that Gianna was I think like you know she, a little a little and being uh, nice nice yeah it was crazier than that which maybe we can get into later but those are just and okay I want to say this like kind of closing which is like these aren't things to, to like scare anyone from teaching or scare teachers that are teaching it's just like these are things that are that happen that have happened to us that are just kind of wild that we never really thought would happen. I agree. Um, and especially when it comes to mental health, like I'm not mm-hmm. making light of any of this. No, no, no. And we don't have to get into this 
right now, Bradshaw, I think this could be a whole other podcast, but then there's other things that fall into this category with like exercise addiction and disordered oh, eating sure, for sure, for and, sure. and people who are struggling with other things that might come and take your classes. And, and maybe as a teacher, you don't know the line of like, mm-hmm. what is enabling this person? Like, are you, you know, as a studio, as a teacher, should this person be able to take two or three classes a day? And, and also, so- also, where's your job as a yoga teacher compared to a manager of the studio compared to like, yeah, there's a exactly. lot, there's get, a lot. I think that's a whole it other gets episode. Into, yeah. It's a whole other episode and it gets into ethics, but it does touch mm-hmm. on this topic of like, it's not necessarily in the job description. It's not necessarily things you would think of going in to teach yoga, but there are things that you probably will come across in your teaching journey if you stick with it for a while. And like Brad was saying, it's not meant to scare you in any way, but it's almost, mm-hmm. I think we're talking about this to be really, really candid about some of the things mm-hmm. that we have had to think quick on our feet and respond to. And it may be you now, you know, like Brad just said, we could kind of laugh about some of it, but we could also have learned so much from all. Of we it. learned a lot from it. Yeah. I mean, all those experiences we've learned from in retreats and in public yoga classes. So, yes, they were kind of they're definitely jarring and um, jarring and scary at the time. Mm-hmm. But you definitely you learn a lot of how to manage and how to stay calm in group settings. So I do think that there there is maybe some good out of it. Um, and I think that this week for me, it's like the funny thing about yoga is there's actually nothing funny about yoga. It's terrifying and you should (laughs) never teach. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you're joking, but no, I'm obviously joking. Do you have a, I have a funny story though. Yeah. Okay. There was one time, there was one time there was this girl who was getting really hot in class. She's in a warrior too. And have I told this story? I, and she I, turns to me and she yeah, goes, maybe. She, she turns to me and she goes, I have to leave. Because <laughs> she was just like, she, but she like out loud to me and I was like, I maybe, and then she went in, the, I was like, we go in the bathroom. It's like ch- cool in there. And she went there and she was able to, to, to come she came back, back out. She, but she was like, I think she was just overwhelmed by how hot she was. And she's like, I can't do this. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Can. Well, I think I have a funny one that has to do with this topic, but it's, I think I had a lot more to talk about with the first retreat experience. This funny Mm -hmm. one is when I had a retreat guest break a window in our house, in our retreat house. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you this story? Mm -hmm. So we, we had, um, Oh my God. We had a retreat house where, um, some of the windows opened, some of them didn't, some of them were just those decorative windows. And so, (laughs) (laughs) so weird, weird. So, so we did a retreat. They probably, yeah, they, we did a retreat. They probably and- don't want them to open for reasons like this. Yeah. So we were in a, a summer, summertime Vail mountain house. Really beautiful breeze. A lot of Vail houses don't have AC. Fun fact, because you like should open the windows that open and get the like natural mountain mm-hmm. breeze. Um, but these girls like couldn't open the the windows in their room. And so one of the attendees helped help them open it. And that was all good. Later in the day. These other girls in a different room were like, oh, your windows open. We couldn't get ours to open. And so this attendee is like, oh, I'll help you after dinner. At dinner, we never provide alcohol, but we also cannot stop adult people from purchasing their own wine unless we were at like a center where it was like absolutely no alcohol. So this person had their own wine and they had a glass, maybe two. I don't know, but it's Denver. And so altitude Maybe a little bit more tipsy than usual, but 
this person goes to be helpful in the room with the other girls. And then they like, wait, I don't think this window opens. And now they're all observing and they're like, no, 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 this window doesn't open. And the next thing I know, I just hear shattered glass everywhere. Um, And I go, I go running upstairs and clean that up. And it was like, it's funny in retrospect, because I was like, Oh my God, I never thought I'd have to deal with this. And I, like, people were just kind of like, had the, oh shit look on their face. And and now in retrospect, I'm like, okay, that was kind of ridiculous. But yeah, uh, think thinking quick on my feet, I was like, all right, everybody put on shoes, vacuum it up. I'm sure we've all dealt with broken glass. And, and then, yeah, the aftermath of dealing with the re- retreat house is just a whole other story, but there's insurances, <laughs> well, there's deposits for reasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, also G is like some people just like to, you know, relax on their vacation and maybe they had a one too many glasses of wine. And in that case we say, drink some water and we'll see you in the morning for yoga. <laughs> oh my goodness oh my yeah God. i mean the retreat experience can be whatever you want it to be i think mm-hmm. like some people definitely go in and like this is like my yoga vacation and i want to enjoy that and some people are like i'm gonna eat, eat clean eat really and healthy and abstain drink a lot of water and, and, and both and, yeah. are great but like there is a a way to be respectful and responsible and you know as the yeah. teacher just be prepared to manage the unexpected that's mm-hmm. what i could say do you want to hear the song that i made based on our conversation today i do but i want to wait for that for a second so first i want to thank you all for listening i hope you enjoyed this conversation and like i don't know maybe took something from it if you have any similar stories like this please tell us put it on our website, submit that audio recording. We're going to be doing our September Q&A episode. And that also doesn't have to be a Q&A. Like you can just share your experience. I'd love to feature some of those. So go onto our website, kayayogaschool.com slash podcast. And if you want more behind the scenes content, a deeper look into what we're up to, what's coming up. I had written in our last Substack that Bradshaw and I are um, planning for a little season break. And so more information about that is always on our Substack. You can sign up for our Substack on our website as well. And last little announcement, we talked about our 200 hour training, but we also have two retreats. So if you just want to retreat with us, maybe break a window, have a glass of wine, do some yoga. We are going to Nicaragua, February, 2024. We have two rooms open for that. And we are going to Starved Rock next summer. So July, 2024. You can find all that on our website as well. It's all in the show notes. Thank you for still listening. Bradshaw, let's hear your song. Here we go. Showtime, baby. I just want to thank you all for listening to our podcast today. I just want to tell you that I'm still gay. I liked how we talked about our crazy stories. Life as a yoga teacher is pretty wild. Students looking at us like we are wild. We love you. (laughs) Okay, I gotta go. I I don't want to do this anymore. Bye.